Hello, everyone. Happy Friday night. We are here on a special tea time with Liz. Come on in. I hope you are having an amazing week. I am super excited for tonight because I have some special guests all the way from New Zealand. I want to shout out to all the New Zealand, our international viewers tonight. Um, this is for you. Thank you all for even tuning into all the replays for Tea Time with Liz and being in support. So tonight is for you. We are up and ready to mingle and get into some great tea. I have some amazing, amazing guests tonight. But before I introduce them, of course, you know how we do. We do our tea time announcements. But let us know if you are tuning in. Show some love. Let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from. So we can definitely shout you out. But um, this is the month of May. So we definitely want to give honor to our mothers. And so next tea time will be um, back on our normal schedule. Um, which is Monday, May 16th. And I am super excited to have my cousin slash she's like a sister to me who will be tuning in with me and we'll be talking about motherhood from various angles and areas and of course staying on the main topic of our season which is self-worth. So there is some good tea coming up this month and shout out to all you mothers this weekend. I hope you take it easy. I hope your family takes care of you and appreciates you for all the love and nurturing that you do for them because they would be nothing without you, right? <laughs> um, so happy Mother's Day to everyone out there that is a mother or even a, a spiritual mother or any type of mother um, in in life. Amen. Um, see, I'm a whole month. So I have some great guests coming in June. So stay tuned for June. All right. That is all the tea time announcements. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you haven't, or like us here on Facebook or on our Instagram as well. Every week I try to put out some type of inspiration affirmation to keep you going to keep building that self-worth. We have to speak it in order to believe it, right? So definitely, definitely make sure you stay connected so you can get all the good tea, all right? All right, so shout out. Hey, Carol, how are you? Good to see you. Hello, Audrey. Thanks for tuning in. And Lisa, hey, hey. All right. So you guys, I am definitely super excited, like I said, to introduce these amazing young women. Um, I had the privilege to meet actually one of them. And um, she introduced me to her crew. And ever since then, we, we've all been connected some way, some shape or form. Definitely during the pandemic, we were meeting, praying, having Bible discussions and so forth. And um, they are just like my little sisters that I just, I truly love. So I am so excited that they agreed to do tea time with me. And I am going to introduce each and every, uh, each one of them individually. So I'm going to start with... Kaswai. Hello, ma'am. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm good. I'm so excited. I am yes. so excited to be here. My first time. Honestly, thank you so much, Liz, for um, reaching out and just, you know, allowing me to be here with you. Uh, for all of you guys, hi, my name is Kutwai, and I am live and direct all the way from New Zealand. And I'm just a lover of God. I'm a lover of God's kingdom. And I'm just excited to see, um, you know, um, the impact that my generation is going to make because I just love everything about youth. I love everything about the way that God is using my generation right now. So, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, ma'am. All right. Our next guest is Miss Michelle. Hello, ma'am. Amen. Thank you so, so much. Hello to everyone tuning in. Thank you so, so much, Liz, for this opportunity just to be here to speak about, you know, self-worth. What really is it about? Um, so, yeah, I'm from New Zealand as well as Kazwai. Literally, she's my next door neighbor. So, hi, Kazwai. Yes. Hey, girl. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm a lover of Jesus. As you know, I fell in love with Jesus and I'm just so um, honored that God really loved me to come to die for me on the cross. So, Again, my name is Michelle, and thank you so, so much, Liz, for this opportunity. No, thank you. And then, of course, Miss Rhoda Love herself, who brought us all together. Hello, Miss Rhoda. Hi. What's poppin', everyone? My name is Rhoda, like she said. 
Um, I live in New Zealand, like two hours away from them. <laughs> Shout out Hi. to Hamilton, gang, gang. But no, I'm so excited to be here. We're going to be talking about self-worth and sharing our stories. And I know that everyone watching will be so blessed by tonight. Thank you so much, Liz, for having me. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. Once again, ladies, thank you so much for taking your time out this weekend to celebrate because it is Saturday for them over there. It is Friday Night Live over here in the U.S. So we're going to have us a good old tea time, right? So with that being said, go ahead and get your notebooks, get your pens, get your tea, get your Kleenex. I don't know what's going to happen, but we definitely know there's something going to happen, right? So we are going to into this good tea talking about self-worth mm. and um, talking from Generation Z's point of view. Um, each and every one of them are in that generation and I know they have some great wisdom to share with this next generation and even to help enlighten us millennials <laughs> about <laughs> what is going on um, when it comes to self-worth. So of course, ladies, I ask every guest, um, what is self-worth to you? And so, um, Michelle, we're going to start with you. What is self-worth to you? Amen. Thank you so much for that great question. Um, so, yeah, as I was, you know, thinking this over, I was like, what really is self-worth? And, like, to me, I was like, really, self-worth to me really means to fully embrace who I am, to really celebrate who I am and who I was meant to be, to value my uniqueness and to see me as how God sees me. I need to have the eyes of God, the perspective of God. That is what self-worth really means to me, to see how God sees me. And many times we're so good at noticing and figuring out what how um, you know what other self-worth is, but we fail to see our own. And um, the secret is that everyone has a worth and that we just need to have the eyes to be open. We need our eyes to be open to see and to value our own worth and to see us as how God sees us. So I was like, you know, yes, we have the abilities. Yes, we are lovable. Yes, we are worthy because we are uniquely created by the hands and the fingers of God. So self-worth to me means that I'm, I'm recognizing that I'm created um, by the fingers of God and that someone once said during... Um, they're preaching. They say that during the creation, um, the time when God was creating the things is that um, he created everything else by his mouth, but we were created by his hands. So you are so valuable and so worthy, um, you know, that you're being created by the fingers and the hands of God. So I want you to just know that, you know, you're of immense value. You are so worthy because God created you with his very own hands. And if we look at Genesis chapter one um, to three, if we have that on the screen, um, God says, this is when God was creating the heavens and the earth. He said, um, then God said, let there be light. As you can see, he was using his, what, his voice and there was light. And if we jump to Genesis two, verse seven, Hallelujah. It says, then the Lord formed to form something. You need to hold it. You need mm -hmm. to touch it. So to me, self-worth means that you are lovable. You mm -hmm. are being, you've been framed by God. So it just shows me that I'm worthy. So it says, then God, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life mm -hmm. into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. So I'm telling you is that you've been branded by God. Um, therefore, you are worthy. Therefore, you have self-worth. Mm -hmm. I want you to say to yourself, I'm a woman or a man of incomprehensible worth. Hallelujah. So just to conclude that is that self-worth to me means that to fully embrace who I am, to celebrate who I am, to see myself from the perspective of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen, that, that whole thing, we just got to take a moment. And sip on that tea. Okay. She said, you are branded by God. Come on. Listen. That, that, and she came Bible, okay? Y'all better be ready. They come in Bible tonight, all right? So be here. Write your scriptures down. Go back and study. And she, I mean, she hit it on the head. He spoke us into existence, but it was all also done by his hand. So amazing. All right, Miss Kaswai, give us your version of what self-worth is. Wow, Michelle swiped the whole floor with that. Like, on like I, that was, like, like you're saying, just hit the nail on the head. And I totally agree with everything that she was saying. And um, I was like thinking, what is like worth? Like what does worth mean? And then I searched it up. And the definition that, you know, Google gives was it's a value 
um, that quality of a thing which renders its usefulness or which will produce an equivalent good in some other thing. And then I was thinking, I was like, okay, but in God's terms, what would make me be someone who's worthy? And mm -hmm. I love when they spoke about value. It's like something that is attached to like usefulness or something that is attached to producing. Mm -hmm. And we know that we serve a living God who is useful. We serve a living God who produces. And as Michelle has pointed out, that God made us in his image. So if God made us in his image, that means we have a God dimension in us. And anything that God has breathed um, himself into is going to be something that is not going to be cheap. Because the God that we serve is not a cheap God. Hallelujah. He does not make cheap products. So I am not a cheap product. You are not a cheap product. None of us are a cheap product. And the reason why we're not cheap is because we are useful in his eyes. He created us for a purpose. And, you know, that goes back to value and how value is attached to usefulness. So I, my self-worth is attached to the way that God sees me to be useful in the way that he wants me to walk and, you know, um, become useful in the things that he has called me to do as well. And it also talks about how, going back to the, um, to the uh, definition, it says that, um, oh, something which will produce an equivalent good in some other thing. And we know that we serve a God who produces. Like Michelle mentioned, when he speaks, something happens. When he speaks, something is produced. And that God-like dimension in me that he put in me when he was creating me is going to be what he uses to produce something using me. So when I think of worth, I think of, wow, I am valuable because I've got that God dimension in me, the one who is holy, the king of all kings, the Lord of all of <laughs> I can go on forever and ever. Like he created me and he put something in me that he like, this is worth it. So whenever I think of like worth, I honestly just go back um, to, you know, the reference of Genesis to when God formed us, when God formed me, he formed me because there was a reason because he saw that this value that I'm going to bring into this world. Um, we all are able to talk, we're able to walk and all of these things, but you can't talk like I do. You cannot do what I do. You, connect, you cannot act the way that I act. You cannot think the way that I think. You cannot solve problems the way that I solve problems. Why? Because we all have like a unique God-like dimension in us yeah. and that's what makes us worth it. That's what brings okay. us value. So when I think of worth, that's what, you know, comes to my mind. That's what worth means to me to, you know, align myself to what it is that God created me to become so that I can be useful in it and I can produce. So that's where I get my work from. Amen. Okay, y'all. Seriously, I, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it through? <laughs> we we just, just two people in on question one. My God. Hello. She said the key word, value. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think we really understand that we are valued by God, that there is nobody else like me, can't nobody be purchased like me, can't be made like me, no nothing. So um, she hit it, she hit it on the head too. All right, Ms. Ray, bring us home. What is your definition of self-worth? Yo, my sisters are eating Let's up this live panel. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fan. It's so hot, man. <laughs> 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 already dang. No, I really agree with everything that they said. And the way that I would explain it is Jesus died on the cross for you. And him doing that just shows that you are so loved, right? Because no one could pay a higher price for you than that. And the reason why Jesus died on the cross for you is so that not only you can get into heaven, but so that you can live an abundant life on earth. And you can be a co-heir with Jesus. The Bible says mm -hmm. that we are co-heirs with Christ. What mm -hmm. does that mean? That means that everything that is Jesus's inheritance is mm -hmm. your inheritance too. And oh. Jesus has dominion and power and authority over the whole world. So, so mm -hmm. do you. And the Bible also says Jesus is the king of kings. The Bible also says that we are seated next to Jesus on his throne. So what does that mean? That means that I am a queen. You are a queen. So self-worth to me is knowing that I am royalty and making sure that everyone in my life treats me like royalty. I treat myself like royalty. And I speak to myself like royalty. I think of myself as royalty. And I don't allow anything less than that so yeah. 
Yeah, that's what self-worth is to me, knowing you are royalty and making sure that everyone and everything in your life aligns with that. Anything beneath that is beneath your self-worth. Wow. Mm -hmm. So good. Listen, they got all the quotes tonight, and I'm definitely mm -hmm. them on Tea Time's affirmation this week. I am branded by God, mm -hmm. I am valued by God, and yes. I am royalty. Okay? Period. In the story. We done. Close it up. All right. <laughs> that is so amazing. Thank you all for that wisdom and your point of view of self-worth through God's eyes, how he sees you or how you see he sees you. Amen. So that is amazing. I hope you all, like I said, are writing all this down, writing this to be able to remind you who you really are in God. So we're going to get into some more good tea here. We're going to get into the, the nitty gritty of some things, right? So um, I asked each of the ladies a question about um, what struggles did you have in finding your self-worth? So I'm going to start with uh, Miss Rhoda. Go ahead and tell us what are some of the struggles you've had um, finding your self-worth? Great question. So for me, where I've struggled with self-worth is actually in relationships with other people. Mm. So God sending me amazing people in my life, including the male species. Okay. <laughs> and like, oh my gosh, I am so not worthy to be connected to this amazing person. Like, who am I, you know? And for a lot of years, I actually struggled with self-worth because growing up, I, I got a lot of insults. I got a lot of death spoken over me in the home I was growing up in. So my self-esteem was shattered, like, from day one. I really had a negative view of myself. I also experienced some abuse growing up. So that ended up having me abusing myself and hating myself and believing the lies I was constantly told in my house. So I had no self-worth. And... When God allowed me to get out of that environment, he had, yeah, he began sending me, like, amazing people. And I just feel like, oh, my God, like, why are these people talking to me, pouring into me, loving on me? I'm so unworthy. I'm so not good enough for them. Like, why do they like me? Why, do they, why are they kind to me? Like, it didn't make sense to me, right? Um, so, but the way that I overcame that was God used them to always affirm me. And God himself also affirmed me. I'll never forget the day God told me, Rhoda, you are my daughter. And I love you so much no matter what. It doesn't matter what sin you do. It doesn't matter if you gain weight. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter the mistakes you've made in your life. You're always my daughter. You're always going to be mine. And I love you so much. And so I was like, oh, my God. Also, having other people affirm me, like say, Rhoda, you're this, you're this, you're that, you're great, like speaking mm -hmm. positive over me, it boosted me up. And then they mm -hmm. empowered me to also speak life over myself. So that's how I struggle with self worth. Oh, sorry, I forgot something, Liz. You know yeah. how I was saying I was overwhelmed that amazing people came my way? God mm -hmm. revealed to me He wouldn't send me amazing people if I'm not amazing. If I didn't have the capacity to add value to them and do life with them, if I wasn't similar to them. So they are a reflection of me. So that means yes, you're amazing, but I am too. And that's why God is trusting me to connect with you. So that also really helped me in my self-worth. Like, girl, you're just as dope as these people. And that's why they love you. And that's why they're talking to you. So yeah, I hope that answered the question. Girl, you, you answered it, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of young ladies out here, and even young men who probably relate, you know, we, we don't always talk about what happens behind closed doors, we don't always talk about um, the things that are being done to us, because sometimes it's, it's normal nature, and so we, like you said, we, we believe those things, and we walk in those things, and so then when new comes along, it can scare us. Sometimes we will push it away um, or even, you know, denounce it enough to where um, 
it, 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 we feel like we, we, like you said, we're not worthy of it, right? Mm-hmm. So before I get to the next person, I want to ask you a quick question. Um, so how did you embrace the difference um, from, like I said, dealing with those lies and those negative thoughts and those deathly words, as you said, um, into embracing um, people loving on you and people actually caring and wanting to get close to you? Great question, Lizzie. So, you know what I realized? The same, it takes the same energy for me to believe good words as I was believing negative words. So I made a choice to believe what God was saying, to believe what God was speaking to me and to believe the words other people were saying to me too. It takes the same amount of energy to to believe, yes, I'm ugly, yes, I'm dumb, yes, I'm never going to amount to something, right? As mm-hmm. it takes that same energy to accept you're smart, you're intelligent, you're favored by God, you're loved by God, you're beautiful. Like the same energy it takes to rehearse the lie, that's the energy it takes to rehearse the truth. So I just chose to start rehearsing the truth. And my coaches, my mentors, they would tell me, Rhoda, write down affirmations, look in the mirror and say it to yourself. Not going to lie, for a while, I thought that was hella cheesy, so I didn't do it right. But the day I actually started doing it, it really changed my life. It was the power of words of affirmation that really helped me to get out of that struggle Mm -hmm. and believe those affirmations. Right. And and that's what it takes, right? You have to continue to speak it to believe it, right? Mm -hmm. And, And so you did have to put a little work in, but eventually you were able to embrace it so that is amazing all right Ms. Kiswai hello (laughs) so for me like um when I was younger and I think it's only been a few years now that I'm kind of like out of it I used to actually attach my value and measure it against like the people I knew or the people I was friends with uh my popularity and like that type of stuff and um my background is sort of like I've always been someone who moved a lot uh, from like almost end of primary school all the way to just like, I guess, just before high school. I've moved quite a lot, like different houses, different schools and stuff like that. So um, I always felt like, you know, my value is going to come in, you know, the people that I meet. I think that was my way. I, I don't know if it was like a comfort thing or whatever it was since like I was always moving a lot. Maybe I was just afraid of being alone. So I just kind of want to like be around whoever and just, yeah. So I wasn't really good at picking like friends that actually saw my value. It's one thing to be friends with people that um, see your value, but it's another thing to be friends with people that see your value and respect it. So I would be with friends that probably didn't see my value at all. And because they didn't see my value, maybe the way that they engaged with me was in a way that made me feel like I'm not worth it by the ways that they chose to choose or whatever the case may be. And then that will reflect on me. Or the case could have been like, they actually did see value in me, but they didn't choose to respect it or choose to even vocalize it to me because maybe at the time I was dealing with like feeling like I'm not worth anything really. So I think I really struggled in terms of like having to like, sort of like detach my value from the people I surround myself with or like the compliments of people and stuff like that. So I remember there was a time when um, I, I like I was getting quite a lot of attra- like uh, is the word attraction? Yeah. I don't know, like, the, for, like on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, and like, you know, like when you post something, you get like comments and all these things, like people sharing and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. but then it came to a point where I was kind of like, girl why is it that when you post and you don't get this certain amount of likes now you feel down like why are you finding your worth in like people's compliments or you know finding your worth in like taking a cute selfie and posting it you know what i mean it didn't make sense anymore i was kind of like you're literally finding your worth in people and that makes no sense so you need to do something about it so that's when i ended up just deactivating instagram so that was one like that was one of the reasons why i deactivated instagram and i haven't had it for two years and it's so crazy because I think that's also the time when I was deeply like studying to really root myself in God as well. And through reading the Bible and stuff like that, I was kind of like, oh, wow, like I was really allowing the people around me to determine my worth. 
And because, you know, they probably were dealing with their own stuff and, you know, people love to project things on you. So if someone didn't feel like they were worthy of love or worthy of whatever, they could project it on me and I would feel like maybe I'm not worthy of love. Maybe I'm not worthy of this or whatever. So then that means like my self-worth that I saw myself having would fluctuate depending on where people were with me. And yeah. that's what, like, that's why I was like, girl, you need to stop. Like, you need to stop, like, thinking, you know, like relying on people's compliments or relying on who your friends are and all this stuff to find your worth. Like you need to know that you are the bomb of degree because of the Lord who created you. So I think that's when I started to go on this whole journey with God where I was just discovering what it truly means to be worthy and valued in God's eyes instead of like men's eyes. So yeah, that's okay, why. I got, yeah, I got some questions, yeah. girl. Listen, she done pulled out a whole bunch, okay? First of all, I, I just want to say I commend you, especially being a Generation Z, um, for restricting yourself on social media. Because it seems as though if you don't have social media, you are definitely an outcast or you are not normal, right? Um, yeah. So to be able to discipline yourself to know what what is good for you and what isn't. Um, like I said, I commend you for that, right? Um, so I want to go back, though, to um, at the beginning of your conversation, you talked about, um, like you said, finding your value in people. You were constantly trying to find um, relationships that could um, basically compliment you or make you feel good. Um, how did you, when you came to the epiphany or knowing that this is what you were doing to feel good. Um, how did you break some of those bad relationships? Did you ghost them? Did you go to them politely? Like, how did you handle um, breaking free from the things that you know weren't, or breaking free from the people that weren't good for you? Right. So the, an interesting thing about it, is that I started realizing this in, I guess, middle of high school. And in high school, I, I had two different groups of friends. And um, one group of friendship was very much, I don't wanna say toxic, but because of lack of words, I'll use toxic. And you could tell that there were people that, even when I think about it, they didn't know their self-worth, they didn't even know their value as well. So that was also projected in me. And I could tell by the way that they spoke and stuff like that, um, like they, yeah, they were just not it. And then whenever I'd go to the others, you know, my other friendship, group of friendship, like I would feel like I'm a whole different person just because of the way they just like actually like respected me, like even like honored me. And it was like mutual. So I started noticing that, okay, like something, something's off here, like something's different. And the most interesting thing is like with group number one, the ones that were a bit iffy, like, let's say they could say something to me today. And then I post something on Instagram. Oh my God, girl, you're so pretty. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm thinking, wait, what? And it's one of those things where it's like, that's why you need to not allow your worth to be depending on people because people can love you one day and hate you the other. Like, so you just never know where you're going to be. And you don't want to be someone who's always going to be emotional because you don't know where your value is. Wow. So for me, I actually started realizing it in high school and i just slowly started separating myself from that first group of friends because we already had quite a lot of tension based on other things that were going on that i didn't agree that they were doing and stuff so it wasn't a thing where i had to have that discussion with them like okay girls like y'all are not seeing my value so i'm gonna bounce but it was just one of those things where it's like you know what? friendship chapter is ended i'm out but i know ever since then i've always been someone who's very like protective of my worth and by that i mean protective of the people that i keep close to me um because after like realizing that my worth was now depending and was literally sitting in the hands of people i was like i don't want to be back in that situation again so anyone who's close to me today i know that they see my worth and i see their worth too anyone who's close to me today i know they respect my worth and i respect it too like that one too, so it's a mutual thing. So like, that's one of the things that I look to, like when I'm forming new friendships, it's like, can you see my value? Can you see my worth? Um, do you respect it as well? Do you honor it? Stuff like that. So I know moving forward, like, yeah, I've just been someone who's very much like unconsciously, that's one of the qualities I look for in a friendship. Like, do you see me for who God sees me? And yeah, I hope that answered the question. Listen, <laughs> if it didn't, 
Find her. Find her somehow. We're going to put your email or something, okay? We're going to have a conversation because I, I feel like you did. And, and you know what? I, I, I really um, appreciate that wisdom that you shared because I don't think we realize um, that sometimes even people will see our value before we see it, right? And they will take advantage of that and they will manipulate us. And, and we don't know. We think that they're just loving us, right? And so, like you said, you have to... Um, definitely protect it with the hand of God, of course, right? Mm -hmm. And and definitely, you know, allow God to connect you to the right people. So you're not devalued, they're not devalued, but we're edifying each other as the body of Christ, right? So um, mm -hmm. thank you so much for that wisdom and transparency. I truly appreciate it. I hope you all are appreciating it. I definitely see it in the comments over here, okay? They, they, they getting it. They getting all the tea, all right? All right, Michelle, share with us what Amen. happened. Wow. All right. Amen. Thank you so much um, to our both ladies here. Wow. I didn't know that um, Rhoda, first of all, went through that and that Kuzwa was even struggling with that in the past. So I, as you can see, look at them now. They have overcome. Hallelujah. So glory Amen. to God. Um, yeah, just for me, an area that I really struggled in was um, the area of accepting myself, knowing my identity and it embracing my individuality like who i am my uniqueness as well um i used to be a follower i was a follower following every trend if someone was wearing a snapback hat i don't know what you guys call it in usa i would wear it one too if i saw someone um buying these new cool sunglasses these shorts anything i will be doing it i was literally a carbon copy of someone else and you know it was just so so bad i didn't really take the time as i was younger to pause and to really think about who i am who did god really create me to be so i lacked in self-identity i didn't know who i really was i didn't have my own voice i was a copycat of someone else um so yeah, for example, I had my sister. I don't know if you guys know her. She's in the chat. So at her, everyone. <laughs> now I had my sister and, um, you know, she was really popular. She was growing up. I don't know about now. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, my sister was immensely, immensely popular. This is just telling you the truth from my own perspective. Everyone loved her. She was dressing, I guess, trendy, um, talking trendy, you know, as she was younger. Um, and I really looked up to that. I was like, wow, you know, I want to be like that. And I didn't. It's like I closed the door to myself. I, I It was like I closed my eyes not to even see who I was as a unique individual. And I just began to put my energy and effort to look like her, to be a carbon copy of someone else. And I felt to recognize the goodness and the individuality that God had deposited on the inside of me. And through that, I must have missed out so many opportunities, meeting so many new people. And it was just such a big struggle for me because I was trying and striving to be like someone else but let me tell you what god did not create us to be carbon copies he created us to be unique individuals when he created adam he called him adam when he created eve he called her eve he didn't call her oh you know you you can be adam sometimes and you can be eve when you want no you need to be you need to be sustained in who you are knowing your own identity and abilities and um individuality you need to embrace all that you are if you don't think that you know it's trendy or whatever there's going, there's going to be people that love who you are as a person. So as um, I started to really embrace who I was, and once I did that, it's like I broke free. It's like something broke off of me. I didn't have to strive to be like someone else. I just had to be myself. And that just gave me so much freedom and liberation. I finally found my own voice. I found my own look. I found who I was as a person, you know, all that energy that I was spending to be like someone else, I was putting it in myself, in my relationship with God. And, you know, it really just brought so much freedom to myself. Um, mm -hmm. And like in the story of Gideon, we see him, he's, you know, um, he's wrestling with like this, this question, like, God, if we are mighty, mighty army, as you say, if you say this is who I am, then why is this happening to me? But God was saying, no, look at who you are and who I created you to be. You're going to be um, fighting a war against these people. It'll be like you're fighting against um, a one person, literally. So as you begin to look at yourself and accept yourself, God will just empower you because you're now looking for his ability, not someone else's ability. You're leaning on God and not yourself. So I want to tell you that there's a real gift to individuality, embracing all that you are. And that gift is liberation. You're going to be set free. So I don't know who you are in the comments, in the chat, whoever is watching us. 
you don't know your self-worth, I just want to tell you, I beg you just to embrace yourself and say, I still got it. I, I don't know. I think Liz is the one who said this. I still got it. I'm worth it. I'm Listen, worth it. you still got it, honey. Okay. Yes, you definitely. I want to tell you that, to tell you that it's, a, it's a liberation that allows you to become I'm all that God wants you to become, to become who God has called you. And I'm telling you, you have so much untapped potential. And if you just take off your eyes of people and put them on you, is that there's going to be so much freedom. And, you know, you're going to you're going to live life. You're going to really start to live life. So as soon as I took my eyes off her and put my eyes off me and put my eyes back on me and on God, I began to really live life. I was no longer, you know, living to be a carbon copy, but I was living to be original, to really who I am in Christ, so it really brought liberation to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, I need everybody to say that in the chat. You still got it, okay? Because listen, got it. No, matter, no matter, okay, what you've been through, what you've gone through, who you are, you still got it, and you are going to be who God called you to be. Um, but Michelle, I want to ask you, because um, this is so important, especially in in your 20s, um, you know, as, as you have, you know, came out of adolescence. Um, how did you um, come to the epiphany that you had to stop looking at other people? Did did, did you just get tired of buying the, all the things and mimicking everybody? Um, did you feel empty inside? Like, explain to us where did you, I, like I said, get the epiphany or where did God wake you up finally to say, listen, you are not all this that you're trying to be? Mm, I, I have no idea how it happened. I feel like God just supernaturally opened my eyes to see like, whoa. And, you know, sometimes we really um, envy our neighbors or like, oh, man, I really want to be like them. But you don't know the road that they're going while they're doing those actions or what they're doing. You don't know the ending. And like as my sister, she was young. So but now she's born again. But the road that she was going at at that time and point in time, she was going on a road to death. But I wasn't I was blinded by that. I was seeing all the the fame, the goodness, the the all the things that she she had. But I wasn't seeing which road that she was headed towards. And I think God just really opened my eyes and said, that's a bad road. And, you know, you need to open your eyes and to embrace who you are in Christ. And you begin to walk on this new path to life. So I don't have no idea what happened, but God just opened my eyes. And yeah, it gets really tiring to follow someone else. And I just want to tell you is that it's so much easier to embrace who you are because it's on the inside of you. And all you have to do is just live it out. And it's not something that you have to create. It's already being manufactured on the inside of you. So once I began to embrace that, it just liberated me so much. So glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. That is so so amazing and and sometimes it is it's sometimes it's just god will just give you a supernatural encounterment um a miracle moment because i feel like those are miracles too when god awakens you from a place that you once were you know thinking you were okay and doing okay and and he he just totally flipped your whole world upside down right and you began to see a whole new way but it's such a better way it's such a freeing way it's such a peaceful way, you know? Um, and so uh, thank you ladies so much, like I said, for all your transparency, all your wisdom. Um, shout out to all those who are commenting um, yes. and encouraging them because they they definitely do have some wisdom. God definitely has some great things in store for their future. I know and I see it already. All right. <laughs> so we're going to get into the next question um, in which you guys kind of already um touched a little bit on, but how has God helped you to discover your self-worth? Um, and you can just uh, reiterate or um, add to whatever you've already spoken. And um, since you were just speaking, Michelle, go ahead and we'll start with you. Yeah. So I just want to tell you that God discovery is the key. When you discover God, you begin to discover yourself. Like, it's just so easy. It's like you've been created by God and he's your maker. And, you know, when you want, let's say I buy a new phone. When I, know, when I, when I want to know how it works, I have to open up the manual. And where is the manual that you ever created? I have to go to the creator. How did you create this phone? How was it supposed to function? So I'm telling you is that to discover your self-worth, you need to discover God first. 
Come on, someone in the chat say, discover God first. Hallelujah. Oh, someone in the chat, everything that you are is hidden in God. So another one is that by speaking God in his word, it really helped me to discover who I am. It really, did, uh, it really helped me to discover my own self-worth. So I was going to God, going to his manual, which is the Bible. Hallelujah. The Bible, the Bible. I want to tell you that your self-worth is like a puzzle. And you won't completely discover it all in one day. But as you read the word of God, as you believe the word of God, the pieces will begin to just come together. So another thing for me is that, like, you've been brought by price. And I think Rhoda really touched on that. You've been brought by price. So you just need to know that you're so worthy in the eyes of God. Amen. Amen. Listen, and that and it's so true when she says discover God first, because the Bible says in Matthew chapter six, and I think it's verse 33, where it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. We can sit here and try to do life ourselves. We can sit here and try to fit God in what we want, but it will never work until we discover God first and put him first. And you will be, definitely see everything, okay? You will definitely see everything if you seek God or discover God first. That was amazing. All right, Miss Kaswai. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think for me, I always think of like paintings, you know, like the rich people paintings where they go to auctions. They come from Italy, Japan. Some of them are on Skype. Like the, they're wanting this painting that has like black, white, yellow dots and it's going for thousands and millions. And what are they going to use it for? To literally just enhance the aesthetics of their room. But it's right. worth thousands and millions. And we've got Lamborghinis and people have put so much worth in them, like gold and all of these things. But all of those things are objects. They don't breathe. They don't create anything. They don't produce anything they don't even give you joy or like you know what i mean like they're literally just things like they're just things they don't do anything for your life that is going to bring any type of joy any type of peace any time of any type of comfort but yet we find our worth in those things but what about us people who are able to actually speak a word us people that are able to actually create something us people that are able to solve problems but yet we don't see ourselves worthy like, it makes no sense how we can look at a gold bar and be like, wow, this is priceless. But you yourself, you're like looking at your mirror and you're thinking, ah, oh, like, there's no worth in me. But a gold bar that can speak, you find worth in a gold bar, a gold wow. chain, but you, you don't find it. Like, for me, like, and that's a revelation that actually God gave me. And I was just kind of like, wow, wow. like, that is so true. And it just goes back to, and then like um, God um, just took me to Matthew 13, 45 oh, to 46. Yes. And um, I'm going to also read it as well. So Matthew 13, 45 to 46 says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, which is you and I, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Mm. And this is literally why Jesus died on the cross for us. And it goes back to what all of us said, I think, in the first question when we talked about what we made in God's image. There's something in us that God doesn't want to allow to see dead. We were literally like sinners. And, you know, when you're a sinner, you're pretty like when you're living in sin, you're pretty much dead. But there's something in us that God was like, that cannot die. And that's why my son needs to go on that cross and die so that that can be revived. And that's exactly what we see throughout like Old Testament and New Testament. Like that's the main theme of the Bible to see how God's like perfect plan unfolds for us to be saved so that he can save that one, that thing that he put in us, that he found worthy. And that's your gift. That's the grace. That's the anointing. That's the mercy. That's the love. It's all of these things that are in us. God is like, no, 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 no. I cannot let these things die because these things are priceless. You think gold is priceless? Are priceless. And one thing about like, we, we all like, just like, I don't know, like a lot of people are so into gold and like, whoa, gold, whatever. And like, I, I get it. God is undestructible. Is undestructible. Cool. like it can it can go through fire and stupid god hallelujah but what about you how what about you like you literally are the temple of the holy spirit come on live in you and you think you're not worth it well you better talk he wants to live in you and you think you're not worth it he wants to live in you and you still think that painting is worth more than you he wants to live um, in you and i'm just like oh wow like i've really been fooling myself I really had to sit down. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, when this was, like, 
when this revelation was shown to me a few weeks ago, I really sat there and I was like, well, damn, I've been a fool. Because mm. how can I find worth in everything else that are literally like objects and not find worth in me? Who is God living in her? So mm. like that's one thing that like really made me like discover that, oh, wow, that well, that God used to make me discover that I am worth it, that mm. I am worth it. And I was, you know, um, someone who was needed to be saved because God saw the way that was in me. So, yeah. Wow. Amen. Wow. Listen, listen, <laughs> that revelation, listen, I hope you see all that in y'all, all that in the revelation of, of saying that, you know, all these other things are more valuable than who God has made you to be. And she brought word, ma'am. Okay. I don't have no questions. I can't say nothing to that. I can't, I can't even say nothing. All right, Rhoda, you up, uh, sis. <laughs> what do I say after that? Like, Listen, they're dropping the mic out here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> no, one thing I quickly say is that um, society like really pushes a lot in our faces, right? And there's also a lot of advocacy for self-help books and and different techniques to kind of discover yourself but we waste a lot of time doing those things why because those things didn't create us god created us so i just want to encourage everyone go to your creator like if your mercedes is broken where do you go to a mercedes dealership because they're the ones who manufactured the car and a lot of the times we don't go to god our creator to find out who we are you know, what are our strengths? What is our purpose? We can ask God anything and he'll mm -hmm. actually answer. When I meet people who are interested in being Christian, one activity I get them to do is firstly read Psalm 139 and also read Romans 8 so that they know a bit about their identity in God, right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, I tell them, get a pen and paper and ask God, God, if you are real, speak to me, describe me. And I tell them, mm -hmm. close their eyes, listen. If any a word that comes up is negative, that's not God. We're not writing it mm -hmm. down. But all right. the positive things that come to your mind, write it down. And it's mm -hmm. God speaking to them. And they write it down. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is so accurate. <laughs> like, this is really who I am. Like, yeah. Like, God really talks. And God mm -hmm. is available to you to to help you know your identity, to help you see your worth. So mm -hmm. let's go to our creator. Just get off social media, take five mm -hmm. minutes, ask God, sit with God, like show me who I am, show me my worth mm -hmm. and believe it. He'll tell you. That's all. Amen. Ladies, listen. There who are listening in, are you still okay? Hopefully you're still okay. <laughs> <laughs> because man, that that's amazing, and and it's so easy to get distracted by that. I mean, it, let, let's be honest; it's so easy because there's so much tangibility out here. Like she said, we got self help books, we we got best friends, you know, mm -hmm. we, we we got social media, you know, all these things that we can get a quick fix. But sometimes those quick fix ain't worth it because it's just gonna break down again. We still gonna feel empty again, and the only one that can fill that void is God. So that was some great wisdom. All right, ladies. For the second time, I know we had a couple more questions, but um, we're gonna ask one more question, and then I'll let you um, leave some final wisdom remarks. Um, but for our last question, and I'm gonna start with you, Miss Rhoda, is um, what are some hindrances in which you kind of already um, hit a little bit up, but what are some hindrances or distractions um, you feel this generation or Generation Z is fighting in their self-worth? Definitely social media, Liz. And that's a huge hindrance to our self-worth because, you know, there are all these trends and even images of what a good body is or what real beauty is, right? And all like, bbls and plastic surgery and for those of us who don't have that sh money to get all that we're like oh my god i'm not a beauty i don't look like cardi b i'm not a beauty oh my god but like that's so toxic and that's all we see though 24 7 so we start to compare ourselves to these images um social social media puts out 
And we start to define our worth based on that. Like, dang, I don't have a body like that. Or I don't look like her. Then, you know, my self-worth is zero. Like, I'm not worth anything. So social media is a huge hindrance. And I just say we need to be careful who we follow. Um, really, like, declutter your timelines. I always make sure that I'm following positive people, positive content, content that will bring um, self-love, more self-love to me, positive affirmations, just content that is really valuable and meaningful. I unfollow all these toxic relationship blogs, shade room, all of that. (laughs) Certain celebrities I can't follow because it'll just make my self-esteem go down. And that's okay. So we got to really be careful with social media and just make sure that our timelines are positive so it's not a hindrance to our self-worth so that whatever God told us, we're sticking with it. We're not changing it. We're not doubting what he said. Mm. So good. So good. All right, Ms. Kuswai. Um, I agree with everything that Rona said. So I think she did a perfect job touching on that. So I think I will move the conversation to another point, which is I think there's a relationship between self-worth and insecurities you tend to find that someone who lacks self-worth is someone who's insecure about something. And it could be one thing, but then that one thing will totally just make the whole self-worth just calm down. So maybe if you feel like you're someone who's like not pretty enough, all of a sudden you feel like you're not worthy of love, you're not worthy to have like a boyfriend, you're not worthy of even marriage. Like some people will just start feeling like, you know what, like, I don't think I'm good looking. I don't think anyone should even come and approach me. Like, you know, all of these things. And that's not like, you know, that's that's really bad for your self-worth because it's like you realize that sometimes for you to finally understand your self-worth, you need to deal with the insecurities. And one thing I do want to clarify, though, is that just because you are insecure, it doesn't mean that your self-worth goes down. Like, your self-worth, no matter what, will always be constant because it's anchored in God. But because we are conditioned to think that if you're insecure, then your self-worth, you know, it's like they go hand in hand, which is really bad. So I think one thing that, you know, our, our generation needs to work on is like working on the roots of those insecurities, whatever those insecurities are, because they will ultimately affect your self-worth, no matter how many, how much money you have in the bank or no matter how much you know God, if you don't deal with those insecurities, like you will end up always fighting with self-worth so even though you know once again self-worth is like literally on its own it'll always be constant because it's anchored in god but because of us and because the devil we're in a battle with the devil i don't know if i don't know if anyone told you but girl we're in battle so you need to strip up you need to strip up because the devil is out here killing destroying he's out here doing the war any chance like I hate, yes. I hate him. But he will use any chance he can. So if you see that you are insecure, he will use that and start making you feel that you have no self-worth and that your self-worth has gone out the window. So please, everyone, please work on, you know, just, you know, finally getting over those insecurities because that will continue to be a fight for how you know your self-worth and how you know your well, yourself well. Yeah. So good. Mike. I ain't gonna have a show after this. Let's just be honest. Yeah, we're just gonna switch over to them, okay? <laughs> this will be tea time with New Zealand. How about that? Yes. <laughs> wow. And and I'm with you. I, I don't like Satan either. He a whole father of lies, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to actually physically hurt him sometimes. Right. <laughs> right. That's how bad he makes you in the spirit, but. But it's so real. We have to understand that a lot of these things are a lie. Like he a whole liar. Like it's all for the okie doke, as as I like to say, you know. And and we cannot continue to keep falling for for something that God did not promise us. These are not promises of God. And and going back to self worth, it is so important to know who you really are especially knowing that your father is god come on listen all right all right michelle you up oh wow this girl's really touched on everything so i definitely definitely agree with number one and number two that you know self-worth um the hindrances is that 
we take our eyes off ourselves. We take our eyes off our journey. We take our eyes off God and we begin to shift our eyes on someone else, on something else. And I think that's number one um, hindrance is self-comparison. And I want to tell you that self-comparison is deadly and destructive. So I want you to write it down in the chat that self-comparison is deadly and destructive. And you know, that is exactly what the devil used I don't know how long ago when um, Adam and Eve were here, uh, a billion years ago, let's say a billion years ago, that is the exact same um, tool that he uses is to take your eyes off what God is saying, what, what the will of God is for your life, and to put it on something else, to put it on the fruit of life, you know, the fruit of good and evil. Um, yes. That is exactly what the devil does. He uses self-comparison to distract you and to kill um, your destiny and purpose in life. So I want to tell you that if your neighbor's um, grass is looking a lot greener than yours, Take your eyes off that green grass and put it on yours and start to water your own. And you see how your life will begin to change, how your life will begin to realign to the will of God. When you look and focus on where you're going, your own destiny, your own purpose, is that your own grass will begin to flourish and just glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Like, they hit it on their head. I mean, I don't think there's any other distractions left to even discuss, right? Like, everything that is major and, and, and definitely um, what the devil is using for distractions, because not only does it take our focus off of God, takes our focus off of purpose and our promises in God, it takes our focus off who we are in God. I mean, it just, it makes a whole issue. It starts with one thing and, and we just keep going. Right. And so, and I love that you said, you know, comparison and that even goes for ministry that goes for us even walking in Christ. Right. Like that yeah. doesn't mean just comparing ourselves to the world as believers, but even with each other, like we cannot compare ourselves. Your journey is different than mine, but we are still connected. Yeah. You may get there ahead of me, if you do, let me know what I should look out for. Let me know what Satan's trying to use. Give me game, right? <laughs> let me know what I should be locked and loaded with, right? And and, and helping one another. Um, because that's what it's about. It's about helping each other succeed in this very thing, right? We're not sitting here just pointing fingers. We're not sitting here trying to tear down nothing but lies of the enemy. <laughs> but we want to uplift each other as well. Um, and so... Before we close out with the, the last wisdom and any one of you, just um, just one, I, I would prefer for time's sake, but I really want to talk about this is that um, through all these distractions, through all these things, how would you recommend um, someone who um, says, OK, I need to let go of social media or I need to stop looking at somebody like where should they start um, to begin their new journey? Should it? A prayer life, devotionals, like what, where should they start? Who would like to answer that? Okay, uh, I can answer it. Um, definitely um, routine yourself in the word of God. Um, one of the commandments God gave us was to literally like live in his word because in his word we find truth. And like we were just talking, that little boy, the devil, he does not want you to succeed. And he knows one of the best ways to make you not succeed is for you to not know your worth. Because when you don't know your worth, you live shattered, you live like in depression, you live in all of these things. Like you're just so consumed with your own little cloud that you don't even want to go and do anything for God. You know, like when he calls you to do something, you say, but I'm not worthy. Or, but you know, what can I, you know what I mean? Like, what can I bring to the table? But God, I'm this and that. Like in the Bible, you can find Gideon, try to do the same thing. You can find Moses, try to do the same thing, you know? So you need to root yourself in the word of God because you can hear from all of us. It was through God that we actually found our worth. And like we've always been saying, God is the one who gives you your worth. He's the one who died for, your, for the cross for you. So if anyone knows your worth, it's definitely him because there's a reason why he died for you. And I think one thing, well, for me anyways, whenever I'm battling with something, um, remember, it always starts with your mind. So no one ever comes up to you and says, I'm dealing with self-worth when it has not been something that's been playing in their mind for a while. Um, so I think one thing that I always find is whenever I'm dealing with something in my mind and it just keeps on going and going and there's no way of me escaping it, I always find someone I trust to talk to about it. And I find whenever I let it out, like the word says, like when you let it out, like that 
no longer has no hold on you because you have exposed it to the light. So when you just find someone and be like, hey, I'm dealing with lack of self-worth, they're going to obviously now keep you accountable and try to help you out and try to bring you out of that darkness that you're in. So definitely put yourself in God's word and find someone that you can talk to and continue to have these conversations with about it. Someone you trust, someone you know uh, will give you the best advice or point you towards the right person you need to talk to. And please, may they be someone who is in Christ as well, because uh, once again, we... We we all about Jesus up in here. Don't be finding someone who was in the strip club and is all about <laughs> Nicki Minaj so that they can tell you just work your outfit and you feel good. No, 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 no. Find someone who is Christ-centered to talk to about this. And I think if you have those two things, like God will help you out like as you continue, as you have the word, you've got someone with you. And yeah, the journey should be easy as you go on. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, I hope you all got this amazing tea. Thank you so much, ladies, for, you know, I know you prayed, you sought God to to help us to be inspired by what God has for us, um, what more to look for in him. And so I thank you all um, for, for just like I said, pouring out tonight. It was amazing. It was mind blowing. It was good, good tea. OK, um, we were definitely to be replaying this episode on Monday, which will be Tuesday y'all's time. So definitely if you want to watch the replay, come back and watch the replay and get some more of these good nuggets. Um, I wanted to shout out Pastor Prince. Uh, we definitely are going to host these ladies again. And there are many more out there. So once the whole crew gets on, it's going to be a whole wrap. So <laughs> it will be amazing. I'm so excited. But thank you ladies so much. Um, in just a few seconds, I just want you to leave us with the, the last bit of nuggets you got left on um, just encouraging Gen Z on self-worth. What what last few words do you want to leave them with? And I'll start with you, Miss Rhoda. Oh, Lizzie, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So the last thing I want to tell you guys is please do not tie your self-worth to your mistakes. My pastor, Darnell Craig, he's really taught us that when we make a mistake, let's say I robbed candy from a store last night, right? Pretend I did that and I feel so bad the next morning. As long as I say, God, I'm sorry for doing that and I make a decision to not do it again, God forgives me and my self-worth remains as the queen that God has called me to be. So, so many times we beat ourselves up because we do mistakes or we make bad decisions or we're stuck in sin right and we feel like oh my gosh because I've done this God doesn't love me I'm not worthy of any good thing like I just suck as a person no because you've said sorry because you made a decision to stop God has forgiven you and God sees you just as perfect honestly the Bible even says as far as the east is from the west that's how far away God removes the memory of the sins we've done. So a lot of times we beat ourselves up because of our mistakes, but God's forgotten them. We keep thinking about them, dreaming about them, having nightmares, and God's forgot about them. So yeah. never tie your self-worth to your mistakes. No matter what you do, you are still worthy. God still loves you. And please follow me on social media to get any information. <laughs> because I don't have to like, speak life over you guys, but follow me. Red alert everywhere, and you can get your tank full of affirmations. Amen. Yes, all social media platforms. Amen. All right, Michelle. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, thank you so much, Liz, for this opportunity. This was so, so good. And all these girls brought gems. I'm going to rewatch this and literally rewrite a whole book on this because this was so, so good. But I just want to leave you with something is that um, you just need to remember that your self-worth is not determined by what you have, but it's determined by who, whose you are, who owns you, who made you, and that is God. So I just want you to just know that and to really embrace that and to accept who you are, fully embrace who you are, fully embrace who God made you to be. And I'm telling you is that you are so worthy. And again, you are so worth it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. All right. That's why. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun, honestly. Um, so I just have a few points, and but I'm going to be quick with it. I'm going to be rapid fire. So point number one. 
I'm going to read it so that I don't miss anything. Okay, Point number one, your worth has always been there. You just have been too blind to see it. Come on, Point okay. number two, the mistakes that you have made in the past or will make in the future do not diminish your worth because your worth is anchored in Christ. Your worth is not determined by external factors. Point number three, don't downplay your worth just because others don't see the value in you. And then the last one, which is a recap from what I've said before, is protect your worth. It's important to surround yourself with people who see and respect your worth. It's one thing to see someone's worth, but it's another thing to respect it. Just because it's seen does not mean it's respected. Amen. Okay, we got future authors, we got future evangelists, we got we got we got world changers on here tonight. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I didn't set you free, I don't know what else you can listen to, to be honest tonight. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for pouring out all of your transparency, mm -hmm. your experience. I hope all of you who view tonight were encouraged, were inspired. Um, we're going to do a special week this week. We're going to do affirmations all week because all these great gems that they dropped tonight, we can't just pick one for Monday. So I'm just going to I'm going to have a good old seven of them for us to just glean off of all week long, because it is so important to continue to speak self-worth into your life to know that God values you. He he's branding you. He's your royalty. I mean, we, we can go on and on, right? <laughs> but but we just thank you all, especially all of you that stayed up late with us here in America and all of my New Zealand family. I'm already claiming you all. I hope you claim me. So I can't wait to come visit one day, um, hopefully soon. And um like I said, thank you all for rocking and, and subscribing and tuning in. And we hope that you will continuously be inspired by Tea Time with Liz. Um, that concludes our episode. Thank you once again. Share this with somebody. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, share this with them. All right. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>